This episode of Proper English is brought to you by What's your favourite? And the idiom, the grass is always greener. Alison and I'm Dave and we'd like to welcome you to our podcast which as you know is called Proper, Proper English. English. If you're learning English and you want to feel a little more confident when you're having a conversation with a native English speaker, if you get stuck thinking of the correct response, if you're puzzled by the concept of small talk, then listening to Proper English is just the thing for you. So in this episode, we're going to try something a little bit different. Mm -hmm. We're not going to work to a script, which no. we normally do. We no. can mess about with the script, but we do usually have a script. We do. This time, we're just going to have a chat and <laughs> let you have a listen. And what we're going to do is we're going to do the sort of thing that we would do in a pub. You know, we talk about what's your favourite top ten albums or your favourite film or stuff like that. You know, just normal conversation and let you have a listen. What's your favourite colour, Dave? Oh, man, <laughs> I'm 57 years old. I don't have a favourite colour. I know, I know, but it's the kind of the first favourite question that you do when you're a kid, isn't it? Well, you think? yeah. I don't know, purple. Well, when I was a kid, my favourite colour was purple. Uh, it's definitely not blue, because I had that as my school uniform. Mm. I am wearing blue today, so that's made a liar of me, but oh, I quite like grey. I don't know what that I'm says about grey. me. I know, what does that say about me? I've got my Batman t-shirt on. You have, you have. I'm the Batman. <laughs> so let's do something slightly more interesting than colour, then. <laughs> what, what should we do? I don't know. Uh, what's your favourite film? Oh, now you see... I, I mean, I knew we were going to do this episode, but I do also go blank when I get asked questions like this. I think I know your favourite film. Go on, what do you think I it think, is? Well, it certainly used to be Brazil. It still is. Always will be, I think. Go on, then, why? Because it's just the most amazing film that I've ever seen. And it's written and directed by a guy, a Canadian guy called Terry Gilliam, who used to be uh, the animator... Um, for Monty Python, that is, he used to do all the animations. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's always been a bit left field, a bit weird, a bit unusual. And Brazil is just his best film. It's mm. superb. Mm -hmm. He directed other films before this, Jabberwocky and what was the other one? Time Bandits. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything is more complicated than it needs to be. Uh, like the, the central heating systems are just all these ducts all over the place and there doesn't need to be all these ducts but there are and <laughs> yeah it, it, it just visually it's fantastic uh, and Robert De Niro's in it god yeah I'd forgotten that yeah yeah, yeah he plays a heating engineer <laughs> <laughs> and you've got you've got Michael Palin um, who, who used to be in Monty Python uh, and he plays a character in it. And Jonathan Price, who is just brilliant mm. as this sort of everyman character, mm. uh, who dreams of being able to fly. And that really chimed with me because as a child, I used to have recurring dreams of being able to fly. Mm. Uh, and there's just something beautiful and romantic. And it's making the hair stand up on the arms as I'm talking about <laughs> it. I just love that film. And every time I see it, there's something more something new about it and it, it, it's been out for so long i was just thinking when was it made can uh, you remember nothing 
it would be about 1983, 1984. And it's still your favourite film. Oh, God, yeah. It's just amazing. Absolutely amazing film. So, what's your favourite film? Well, (laughs) I haven't got a good enough memory (laughs) to be able to remember a film from that long ago. What's your favourite breakfast? I know. (laughs) Can you remember what you had for breakfast? I can, Dave. (laughs) I think. Um, so I'm going to go with one of my favourite films, and that would be Francis Ha, if that's even how you pronounce oh, it. We watched it a few years the, ago, the, didn't the we? Dance. Yeah, yeah, she's a contemporary dancer um, somewhere in the United States. I can't remember, actually. New, New York. I think it's New York. It is, yeah. it's New York. And it's kind of a little bit of a buddy movie, And but there's a lot... I love contemporary dance because I have a, a background in dance, and so, yeah, I just loved watching it. Felt like this huge resonance for her character I do remember crying a lot <laughs> at the end uh, yeah I really want to watch it again but I yeah, need to be in the mood for a, a good cry not because it's sad actually is it it's not a sad film it's, oh, it's just kind very of very beautiful yeah, it's, very it's a beautiful. lovely film it's a little film it is isn't yeah it? it's not it's, don't think Hollywood blockbuster no no no, 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 no. There's, no. There, there's very little CGI in it <laughs> and by that Dave means there's no CGI in it <laughs> Yeah, no. Nobody just, gets shot. I don't remember anyone getting shot. No, 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 no. there's no action in it. No, no. Why did I watch it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, you oaf. <laughs> <laughs> what about books? What's your favourite book? Oh, too many, too many. Stephen King, I guess. Uh, yeah, 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 I mean it's a toss-up really uh, between Salem's Lot and The Shining. Right. Uh, I would say. Yeah, novels-wise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, short story-wise, got to be at the Mountains of Madness, which is kind of a novella. Uh, that's by H.P. Lovecraft. What's the difference between a novella and a short story? It's longer. A novella's longer than a short story. Yeah. So a short story is short. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just saying. Uh, and then, sort of, in between a short story and a novel is a novella. So a novella would be maybe uh, 80 pages or something like that. Uh, okay. More than that, it becomes a short novel and then a novel and so on. Blimey, you? Well, I know, yeah. How boring is this? And I've just banged my hand on it. <laughs> I hope we haven't deafened the listeners with that. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> Clunk. So go on, which one are you choosing? Oh, this is really hard. <laughs> I'm going to go... I'm going to go with a... Sh- no, I'm not going to go with a shiny. I'm going to go with Salem's Lot. Oh, my God. I know, it's really Shiny, hard. Salem's Lot, shiny, I know. Salem's Lot. <laughs> well, you see, the thing is, Salem's Lot, oh, how do you describe it? It's all basically an updating of the, the sort of vampire myth. Mm, uh, I didn't realise that. And it's, it's just really cleverly done. And I, I, I remember, I, I must have read it, and it's quite a thick book, mm-hmm. yeah? I must have read it in, like, two nights. Wow. You know, just like... You are a fast reader, though, God. Well, yeah, Yeah. I used to be. I've slowed down. (laughs) It's me age. Oh, it's your age. King has a great way with with, with words and with with dialogue. uh, And, yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Salem's Law. Okay. Okay. What about you? Well, I'm just thinking, would it be any good for me, or is it too scary? Oh, it's scary. Right, no, I don't want it then. Okay. Mind you, what other scary ones have you read? I, I've read a few of his, but they weren't. I didn't find them scary. The Green Mile, Dolores Claiborne, Claiborne, Bourne, can't Claiborne, Claiborne, um, and some others that I can never remember the titles. How many of. pegs is he? Oh. 
six pins, Dolores. Six pins. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. I always misquote that when we're putting clothes out on the washing line, you see, and it infuriates Ali. (laughs) How can it be five pins? It sounds rubbish. (laughs) I don't know why it's funny. It just is. (laughs) Oh dear me. I've been telling people for some years now that um, Behind the Scenes at the Museum by Kate Atkinson is my favourite book. Oh, it is a fabulous, fabulous book. I love it. It's, yeah, wonderful characters, very emotional. uh, Magic realism. Magic realism, yeah. And uh, I've only read it once, which is why I feel like, oh, can I say it's my favourite book? But then I said Francis Howell's my favourite film. I've only seen that once. The problem is I'm a slow reader, so I don't... I rarely reread books, actually, because otherwise <laughs> I'd never get through anything. I'd never be able to read anything new. That's but, hilarious. Yeah. I've read Salem's Lot many times. I know, I know. Yeah. I had to buy a new copy. I'd read it that much. Right. <laughs> no, so, yeah, so I suppose I feel bad because I can't remember loads about it. I just remember the characters being in it being amazing. There's a mother-daughter relationship in it yeah. that's really, really well written. Um, and then it also flashes forward and back in time, doesn't it? Yeah. From the 1950s to the 1980s, so. 1914, 18. Yeah, yeah, we need to reread it. It's an amazing, mm. amazing book. Um, and then I suppose, written way before that, but more recently, I really, really liked um, The Moonstone by Wilkie Collins. Oh. Yeah, yeah, mm. I've been meaning to read that for ages because we have a friend, Sue, who used to rave about it, didn't she? Loves Wilkie yeah. Collins. And I have to say, it was a fabulous book. Okay. I really liked it. Never read it. Yeah, Never read really it. Really liked it. Okay. Well, I suppose it's time for idiom of the week. Idiom of the week. I always wanted to work here, but now I am. It's not what I expected. Ah, well, you know what they say: the grass is always greener. Ah. So this week's idiom is all about envy, I guess. Yeah, the idea that other people's circumstances always look better more exciting, more fulfilling than your own, but Mm. that once you find yourself in the same or a similar position, it's not as appealing as your first thought. So where does it come from, Ali? Well, I'm glad you asked, Dave. (laughs) It's a shortened version of the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. Or street. Uh Uh-huh. Either one works, I guess. I think, for me, fence because of the three billy goats gruff, but I'm digressing. So, yeah, I guess it's a fairly recent idiom in the UK and the United States, kind of late 18th or early 19th centuries. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. But it can be traced back to the 1st century BC, when the Roman poet Ovid wrote, The harvest is always richer in another man's field. Bit sexist. Oh, yeah. Of course, he wrote it in Latin. But I won't know where to begin to pronounce that. No, and you only know enough to buy a paper, don't you? <laughs> Victoria Wood joke. Oh dear, she'll be turning in her grave. And here we are, at the end of another episode of Proper English. Yep, and with any luck, you've had fun listening in on our conversation. And we'd just like to say a big thank you to everyone who's following us on Instagram and Twitter, and those of you who've liked our Facebook page. Now, not wanting to be greedy or out. Mm. But we want more. Mm. Tell everybody you know about us. Your friends, your family, anyone who's learning English. Anyone. Just tell them. (laughs) And please make sure that you like this episode. And if you're feeling brave, leave us a nice review and subscribe to us. On Podbean. Or Apple Podcasts. Or your favourite podcast app. So you never miss an episode. 
Or you can email us at properenglish. Or one word. At sapo.pt. If you have any suggestions for future podcasts, or if you have any questions you'd like us to answer, or if you just want to have a chat. So, until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper English. English.